0: What's going on everybody? Welcome to episode 205 of the Upland Property Experts podcast. Thank me later. Had an unexpected visit from his mom so he will not be joining me once again. But I do have the ninjas in the house. We have SC Kicker and KO Ninja. They'll be joining me. So much to talk about. We'll have Dak and Chef from the Upland Racing League going into the final week eight which is hosted by us. A lot of news dropped by Upland. A lot to talk about and who knows what shenanigans are going to happen you don't want to miss this episode.
1: The with a property expert, if it's
2: happening in Offland, it's the place you want to check first. With your host too stupid to win and thank you later, bringing a strategy, musical cool charts with all the data. This is Offland, where the metaverse goes down. Genesis, San Fran, Rio and all around. Don't miss a week, you never know what they'll say next. It's the Offland property experts, baby UPX.
0: What's going on everybody? what's going on s c kicker thanks for joining me this evening my friend
1: How's everyone doing good to be here thanks for having us
0: yeah and k o an
1: exciting thursday
0: absolutely k o will be joining us shortly so we'll be looking forward to that and we are live in the upland cafe also I love broadcasting live there each week too so that's exciting in itself um got a lot to talk about this week. Upland, I do want to circle back on the wholesale extravaganza, want to cover that. They have another stock car exclusive sale going on for eight and nine. And then we have, um, they talked about updating the Upland our user-generated content from Upland. So it's supposed to streamline the process of getting your map assets and building ornaments and stuff like that approved. Uh, the tokens, they're coming out tomorrow. So if you're watching this later, hopefully you're registered because they're coming out Friday, October 20th. So hopefully you registered and good luck on Friday and then they have some racing changes, too. You're can be, you able to stake on your races, which will be exciting. We'll talk about that with Dak. Um, Minigame competition. I know there's a couple people out there working on minigames. Uh, they've told me about them, and I'm sworn to secrecy from a few different people. And I like everybody's concepts for the mini games. It's kind of interesting. I talk to these individuals ahead of time, and then all of a sudden upland announces this mini game competition so hopefully people are in close enough to development and spark weeks back so that's interesting in itself but it's not a real spark week in my opinion but we'll get into that
1: so much to cover did you get registered for totems
0: oh absolutely
1: Absolutely yeah, I made it in right before we, I think it was right after we got off a of stream this afternoon, so that's some pretty cool stuff coming up with the racing. I'm excited about that. Um, that hit, we saw the announcement right before we got on our stream this afternoon, and we actually did a race, so we got to test it out, and uh, it, was a, it was a little bit glitchy. Um, I entered two races, and i actually, my car entered, but I wasn't actually in it, so I couldn't control it. But my money was staked. The oh, no. first race I lost, <laughs> I took last place, and then somehow I ended up taking third place. So I got a little bit of my upicks back. So it was cool. Oh. But it was it was kind of cool. I think it's a great concept. It brings another aspect uh, to the racing, a little bit more excitement.
0: Oh, absolutely. So we'll jump right into um, the secondary market. We'll go ahead and do the secondary market, and then we will bring in. Uh, We'll talk about the Block Explorer extravaganza, then we'll bring Dak in from the Upland Racing League, and then we'll hit all the other topics, and we'll get KO in here whenever he is able to join us. Um, Or if he's not, he's not. It's all right. We got this. Look at you guys doing two streams in a day, too.
1: Yeah, it was a busy day, man. We had a a rocking morning. It was real busy, and then we, we did the stream, and then we had to get right out to classes and my daughter was visiting from college, so we had a quick dinner with her, and uh, ready to be back right at it. So never stops. <laughs>
0: never stops.
1: The body and the brain are—they're are meant to be in motion, right? So keep them moving.
0: Hmm. I added some new layouts, and I was just seeing how they how they look. Oh, I got rid of you. There we go. You're back. All right. Interesting. All right. We'll play with all that. Anyway, moving on to the market update for the week. We're looking back uh, the past seven days, and nothing really jumps out. Manhattan's climbing back up slowly but surely. The U.S. dollar floor is pretty much in green. I I think that's a very positive sign for the week. I, I don't know what that spike's attributed to, especially with it being spark week and being able to buy spark. Maybe that might be it. People are just trying to churn up some revenue to buy that spark.
1: Santa Clara at 34 I thought that was actually higher I sold three properties I think in Santa Clara at 39.
0: oh nice it, and it just really depends on when uh, we grab grab the numbers for the day and it floats back and forth because i've I've done the numbers and looked an hour later just for my personal shopping and I've found it changed. oh it changes pretty quickly especially if you yeah. only have a couple of properties on the floor but it gives you a ballpark I mean if there's something drastic where it's like Twenty five thousand upx and the next closest property is going to be forty thousand up of course I will just kind of toss that to the side because by the time we get on the air that twenty-five is probably gone.
1: Yeah, it'll be gone quick.
0: Yeah. What's going on, Aaron? Um and then the other thing that really jumped out here is Rutherford keeps floating back and forth. It's a good treasure hunting city. Uh, and we've seen the floor high. We've seen the floor low, uh, but it did drop 11.85% on the Epex floor. Uh, their their U S dollar floor stayed pretty stable. And one of the interesting things is Manhattan sold out, Santa Clara sold out, Rutherford sold out in San Francisco. And Those are the only cities that have been fully released. All these other cities have only been partially released. Yes, um, some of them are close to selling out. Some of them are not sold out. I do find that interesting that the secondary market is that high in the cities that still have properties available and still have property, you know, still have expansion coming to the city.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Got Arlington and Dallas are pretty stale there. No changes at all. Slow and steady. Real slow and steady.
0: Yeah. But if we, if we look back in time, the top 10, you know, you had your top five and then everybody else was under 10,000 upex. But as you see now, as we've added London and Tokyo and Berlin over the past year and as Dallas and Arlington and Las Vegas continue to grow, as they have some time underneath them, they're able to, you know, everything's above 10000 in these cities. So looking at the highest arbitrage, I still have to figure out how to track it week to week. Just looking at a static number each week um, is kind of hard, but this gives you a kind of a insight to where this is a great place if you want to buy for U.S. dollars and then sell for UPEX. This is one of the places to look and, and stats to look at as one of your starting points. You can never use one data point as your only decision-making for purchasing a property on the secondary market, unless you're just like, I'm going to blow a bunch of UPEX and just buy stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> but here Rutherford was right around 64% last week. But once again, you also have to look at transaction volume. That's something I'm working with I'm working with a team and we're tweaking the data. So coming here, hopefully by the end of the year or beginning of next year, we'll have more of the things that I've been wanting for a while. And I'm excited for that because if you don't look at the transaction volume, you're like, Oh, this is a great spot, but Rutherford doesn't sell that many properties each week. Um, Yeah. And it's just interesting there. So, well, We'll work on the new stats and we'll get that figured out.
1: Yeah, San Fran stays pretty hot. San Fran's always got something moving. I got I picked up a few properties in San Fran this week and I I bought cash to get a really you know get the best deal I could, of course. And then uh, two of them had houses on them.
0: Oh, nice! And they weren't
1: micro houses; they were like townhouses, so it was good. I didn't have to destroy them and rebuild.
0: Yeah. it's kind of interesting seeing the neighbor, how many neighborhoods just like have blocks of micro houses. I'm, I'm like, Oh, it, it drives me up, but it's your own property, but it drives me up the wall. Like, Why? <laughs> but a micro house still is one unit. So. Yeah.
1: It doesn't have a whole lot of use case really, but that's just my opinion. So <laughs> but it's, still,
0: it's still one unit, but, You know, you got one unit. It'll be interesting to see what the unit, you know, these units, one unit, three unit, eight units and all that. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out here in the future too.
1: You could rent them out for couch surfing. Couch surfing. Is that still a thing?
0: (laughs) There you go. There you go. All right. And then this is the lowest city arbitrages, and this is where you can, in theory – buy for upex and sell at the u.s dollar floor uh, pretty much we've already covered that places like buenos aires where it's a three dollar 85 cent u.s dollar floor kansas city at three dollars 99 cents arlington made the bottom here you know it's a 51 percent 51.79 percent difference but it's 699 to fourteen thousand five hundred. so so you're still pretty close um there, you can kind of go below the floor to get the sale, but Detroit, Rio, Sao Paulo, Chicago, those $3 floors, they're just so many properties are there. It's a slow churn. Yeah,
1: you got to watch the sizes you get to.
0: Mm-hmm. And then going back six months, looking at where we were six months ago to where we are today. Kind of bloody red on the U.S. dollar side and even on the UPEX side. Um, Manhattan was 88888 UPEX. Yeah, they're down 21.5%. Rutherford, as we talked about, has been dropping as some key players decided to get rid of some of their properties there. Um, They're down 36% and their U.S. dollar is down 42, almost 43%. Um, It's been a rough year overall.
3: That's crazy like uh can you guys hear me? Yes. Yeah. Uh I'm like just thinking back to when I when I started upland which was January of you know 2 years ago almost. So I mean like San Francisco 2 years ago I want I want to say it was like almost 30,000.
0: Yes. Yeah, it Was um uh,
3: first first starting and then um I mean used to USD floor Man, I don't know. It was closer to twenty dollars. I feel like it was, which is absolutely just weird to weird to think about. Uh, the arbitrage is still about the same. I mean, that's usually how I get upicks into the game. With um, I use San Fran. Like I just feel like San Fran moves quickly. There's a lot of players that move uh, properties in San Fran either for upicks or for US dollar. I know the arbitrage is not like the best there, but it things tend to move. I just tried, I just experimented with Rutherford. I bought a few in cash for Rutherford and, and it sat for two weeks. And then I got an offer on it for maybe 5,000 up less than what I was asking. I ended up taking it just cause I kind of wanted to get rid of the, yeah. <laughs> the property.
0: I, I mean, still yeah. that's, that's not bad. You're still getting a good return for, you know, us dollar to up price there.
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um I, I wasn't wasn't upset about it, but it just didn't, you know, San Fran you can move properties, you know, you know, 24 hours at least, you know, maybe 48 hours, but they seem to move moving a little quicker.
0: And I'd be intrigued to see how uh how you do in Porto or Arlington, you know. You, yeah, it's 50%. Um but yeah, see how fast they move or even even if not San Francisco, well, I mean, you're, you're buying for U.S. dollar and you're selling for optics, so San Francisco is a great place to do it. I'm sorry. I thought you were going the other way. Never mind. Stay in San Francisco. It's moving. It's, <laughs> it's working. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, I, it's, I yeah San Fran moves pretty quick.
3: Um, where's uh, Los Angeles? Because I think Los Angeles hit the $3 floor, but then it bounced back up, actually.
0: It, I would is be it on. A- I'll, I'll check yeah. Los Angeles, but I'll, also I'd I'll be interested in Nashville. You can get him for $3.16 and, you know, mm. still flip it for 60, percent Um, Los Angeles is kind of stuck in between the, the two, mm. the highs and the lows. So they're somewhere yeah. in the middle.
3: Interesting. I know it was flirting with that $3 floor, um, which is crazy for LA. I mean, a, yeah, I I can't wait. You know, a year and a half, two years, two and a half years from now, when LA is sold out, and uh, I think it's going to be a different story.
1: There's still- I used to do a lot of sales in uh, Nashville and New Orleans, both actually, in between my San Fran deals, and those used to do really well. I haven't, I don't know for whatever reason, I just haven't been concentrated in those areas as much.
0: Yeah. Um, Looking at this week, last week's upex markup percentage floor, nothing really jumps out. And then looking at the, this is the cheapest property in each city with their percentage of markup. And these are your uh, highest marked up percentages across Rutherford, Manhattan, Santa Clara, Kansas City. You know, everything here is over 400%. And then if we look at the other end of the spectrum and look at the... Bottom part of it, you know, Queens fifty four hundred. That's only a hundred and six percent markup. Los Angeles seventy two ninety nine, a hundred and twenty percent. So there's some deals to be had there. And if you watch close enough, you, you'll find some under mint stuff too.
3: So that so the property I bought in Rutherford was uh it paid out four upicks a month, which <laughs> <laughs> was just, which was crazy. Uh, so what would that have minted for? What? Oh, like, or is that right? 700 upix. Yeah,
1: <laughs> four. Oh. It four upix. That's it.
3: Hang on, maybe it was four up squared.
1: Twenty five years, you could buy a thing of popcorn.
3: <laughs> Hang on, let me.
0: Because Rutherford was a decent price on their city release. It wasn't like it wasn't a cheap one. We're like, oh, look at all these great deals. They did have some good deals, but it wasn't super cheap.
3: Yeah, it was one of these tiny little properties. That's a 17 up square. It was smaller than that, I know. Ah, here we go. It's these little tiny re- uh, triangles. Oh, uh, okay. Four up squared and uh, seven up a month. Okay. Yeah. So so what was that minted for? Like under a thousand or a thousand
0: or something? I five, think even 525. Okay.
3: Yeah, yeah yeah that's that's insane.
1: There was some areas in Nashville that had some tiny properties too like that
0: yeah Nashville had these like huge properties, and then all of a sudden there's just these little like small ones it, it was what, just what odd. were those were
1: they dorms
0: no were idea. they dorms
1: around the college or something were <laughs> <Or Yeah>. teeny
0: <laughs> no, but usually the dorm would would be on a big property, so that makes no sense there either yeah but yeah, looking looking at the bottom 10 city floors, you got $3 holler all the way across the board. Um, what happened in Rio? I, I have no idea. I wonder, yeah, I don't know what happened. It dropped about 20%, and I don't know why. Cleveland dropped oh, 12.5%-ish. Um, other than that, you know, pretty solid. Because if we go back six months ago, we're still down from where we were six months ago for these cities, and, and this is the interesting part: is even though here is the floor today, here's what it was six months ago. I guess I should probably go back and I need to revisit this data. But anyway, <laughs> as I think out loud. But here's these cities that are the bottom ten right now. Here's where they were six months ago. Sao Paulo was down twenty three and a half percent. That's the biggest drop there, and
3: everybody was three dollars six months ago and still three dollars
0: today. Mm.
3: <laughs> You know, man, oh man! Wonder if we're gonna see that, you know, over time, you know, start to creep back up uh, in some of these bottom ten floors. I mean, I, I think something's got to happen there. I guess either with nodes or, I mean, I don't know what's gonna, what's it gonna take to get the the USD floors and up floors back up again. And some of these, you know, when I came into Upland. You know, Fresno was already released. Cleveland was already released. Um, Staten Island and Bakersfield—they're already released. So, I mean, what's it going to take to get these cities back up? Because now the mint prices are higher. So, you know, it seems like the U.S. dollar's floor is staying up higher.
0: I mean for some people they don't have the discretionary income either and they bought this stuff a year or two years ago and it's just hey I need a little extra cash to cover this or I want to do that and that's that's where some of the mm. some of the stuff sits and it's just you have people with the upex coming in and they want to get some cash out
3: yep 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 maybe maybe just when the state of the economy is a lot better, maybe the next bull run, there's more cash to influx into uh, things like this. I don't know. I
1: think just some of those areas are not as exciting. Like you said, there's not a lot of nodes. I, I don't know if any nodes in Cleveland. Maybe there are, but I people a node. Are gonna...
0: I know Glenville was a node. I don't know how active that is or if it's still mm-hmm. going on. Yeah, Let Cleveland –
1: when I, uh, when I first started in Upland, that's where I got dropped, was Cleveland. I couldn't get out of there quick enough. <laughs> so I went to Chicago. <laughs> it was the only place I could figure out how to get to, I think, at the time. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. uh, that's funny. I went to Nashville and bought some way overpriced properties. It's <laughs> the first thing I did.
0: Yeah. Look, at I sold out. Sao Paulo went up to 90% this week. Um, Bring me ham, Tokyo. We're good. All right, still about 315,000 properties out there. Nothing too exciting there. All right, looking at this. We're looking at the block and load, the ultimate metaverse wholesale extravaganza. Um, we speculated uh, last week, more cheese, myself, and the Goldsmiths speculated on this. We weren't in love with the block explorers themselves, what they were selling. And one of the points we did not make last week is really, you were buying the UpEx. is mm-hmm. what you were really buying. And the block Explorer came with it. So people are like, well, you're taking a loss. I'm like, no, you bought the up You're not taking a loss, but you, you got to provide something that's going to resell. I, I didn't hear a lot of people saying they were excited about these jerseys and couldn't wait to get their hands
1: on it. They all look the same as my thing. they, it, Everyone, I mean, they're different, obviously. You wonder with the 99, um, you know, what is that? the meaning behind the 99? I Growing up, I think I only remember two sports figures um, in my days. One was uh, Wayne Gretzky, of course, you know, great hockey player. And the other one I could remember back years ago from, um, I believe it was the New York Jets, was the guy with the long hair, was Steve Gastino. Yep. I believe, I think that was New York, but uh, those are the only two ninety nines I really remember as a kid. I'm sure there's some other ones that I can't think of, but those are the only two that really resonate.
0: So, so these things stayed out on the market for a very long time for people to buy up. It, it was slow moving. Um, I, I did, you know, I do like the concept of them offering block explorers to the shops, but buy stuff that's desired, you know, create stuff that will be desired or or at least explain what they're for or the purpose of it or how they could be used as a collection. It, it was just kind of – the concept was great. The execution could be improved in my opinion.
3: I, I think that either one or two things. Either one, this was just like a really uh, quick thrown-together test run to see how it worked, um, and then – or – or uplands got a trick up their sleeve and there's actually some value to these with or uh, or a special meaning behind it uh something like that but i mean as at the moment it's not too enticing um how did it how did it work did they it was like $25 and then they got like 100 of these or
0: no you got one so you got 25,000 upex and you got
1: one.
3: Oh, just one yeah yeah just one yeah I it, thought it was like a wholesale no like you got like a and that, that
1: no was, that's what you would think when you read it though, right? That's what I thought too. And when I heard one, I was like, what? One.
3: That, that was my <laughs> other
0: issue. If you're selling to a block explorer shop, you know, there there were three hundred you know, they
3: were limited items, but sell them more than one. So
0: they wholesale
3: them one block explorer for twenty five dollars and you
0: got the epics? They sold twenty five thousand UPEX for twenty five dollars, and they gave you a block explorer. But if you had a, okay, if you had a, but the only people that could purchase it were the people that had a block explorer shop.
1: But they were only allowed to purchase one.
0: And then they go back into queue, so you could okay. get multiple. How many, more. These
1: total? How many were there total?
0: Dependent on which one, they they had different
3: levels. Okay. Well, that is interesting. <laughs> I don't they know are if they
1: jerseys, right? They are jerseys.
3: Yes,
0: they're black okay. explorers. Okay, they're black explorers. Um, yeah. But when
1: I when I first seen them, until I seen the number, I didn't even realize they were jerseys. I thought they were um, shrubs. They look like shrubs.
0: Eh, you see that?
1: <laughs> <jerseys>. <laughs> or like
3: a mushroom, yeah. or something like that. That's so funny.
0: Hopefully, Upland learns something off of this, and then they take it. And you know, I, I would like to see them drive it too. If they're offering the Block Explorer shop owners, they're the only ones that can purchase it. Is like here, you get ten of these. You know,
3: that—that's what I was thinking. Yeah, Well, yeah. You pay the twenty-five dollars, get twenty-five thousand upicks, and you get, you know, five, ten, twenty, you know, whatever it might be.
0: Yeah, or or do that too, you know, okay, pay 25 bucks and you get three, uh, pay 50 bucks and you get 10, wh- whatever, you know, it incentivize it as an actual wholesale and make sure that they're getting multiples and just not one and then provide something that the community would be excited about. It was just, I don't know, I, I didn't see anybody super excited about the graphics of these block explorers.
1: Yeah, Agreed. How oh, cool. Who there? knows? Maybe there'll be some kind of uh, different utility that we're unaware of, and it'll be something big one day, and we're all going to wish we had them.
0: <laughs> that, that could be <laughs> true, too. How many Block Explorer <laughs> shops, So how big of a mint run? That would be something they need to take. I don't know off the top of my head how many BE shops are out there.
1: Yeah.
3: Well, I'm sure they got a, some kind of data from it, and a kind of feel for for how it went. And I'm uh, sure we'll see some tweaking.
0: And they listened to the content creators and i think we've we're all aligned on this one
3: yep yep yep
0: all right before i forget let's talk about creed the spooktacular that's going on right now um they're going to have the big race on the 27th of october and they have auctions going on for the 11 spots in it and it's over on wax got a lot of sponsors as you can see there's All kinds of people sponsoring this, and you can get everything on Atomic Hub, and all the proceeds benefit the Child Mind Institute. A lot of great prizes being given away uh, for all the people that, won. get to race, their tickets win, and they get their spot in the race, and you'll get a lot of fun stuff. A lot of good prizes are out there. Um, Very excited to watch that race on the 27th. Um, and they're actually doing it at the Castle Run Speedway in Kansas City, and that is owned by Mass Chef of the Upland Racing League, and they will be streaming that on the MRNN, uh, the Metaverse Racing News Network. And let's see, your your NFTs that you do get for your ticket are 101 works of the NFT, and it's going to be a good time. Where did I see? There we go. There is the old list. They're working on a... Updated prize listing, but everybody that finishes, they're getting some UPEX, some Block Explorers, and the higher you finish, the more exciting prizes you get awarded.
3: The prize table was awesome.
0: Yes. Yeah,
3: it was Uh, pretty sick. They posted in our server, I think, the the prize list uh, yesterday or two days ago. Uh, So I don't know if there's an updated one, but, I mean, first through sixth, um was really solid. I mean, I think that the first place I think there was a million upix worth of prizes in the first place winner alone.
0: Yeah. I, I know uh, if you finish first in the race, you do
1: get
3: one of the Midnight Reaper map assets from me. Yeah, that's yeah. massive. I love that thing. Yeah, that's sick. That's awesome. And I mean that's worth uh um and what are those going for?
0: A hundred and fifty dollars or a hundred and fifty thousand up.
3: So, I mean, that, and that's just one of the prizes. There was, like, there was a ton of stuff. I was really impressed. Yeah. Um, there's spectacular
0: I, puzzles, more block explorers, um, townhouse ornaments, uh, a Bell Rose property, a Yo-Yo Agi property over in Tokyo. Um, somebody, there was a one-of-one one block yeah, explorer. There's a one-of-one one director, skull with headphones. I really believe that's uh, Brett Gerber's old director. Um, also they were missing two of my map assets that I said that I would donate to this too. So they'll sort those out. Hopefully they put in coffins, bony secret as a, for the second place instead of the grave breaker and move
3: the grave breaker down a little,
0: but I'll let them deal with that.
3: Yeah, that was, um, yeah, I, I, this event last year was awesome to participate in. Um, I have a, I won one of the auctions, um, Congrats. Did, uh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I won the second or the third one. SC Kicker, did you win yours yet? Sore subject. <laughs> I didn't know I you won not, one today. I got, I got outbid
1: at the last minute on one – I guess the first one is at, like, 11 o'clock at night. And then I set my alarm for the, the next one I was in, and it was a really sweet-looking one, too. Um and I woke up at like 3.30 in the morning to get on there. I wanted to win this thing bad. And same thing, I got outbid right at the end. And then last night I woke up at 4.09 a.m., got my bid in, and got outbid by uh, I think it was either Arshak or Matsuda. Um, they both got me. So <laughs> Matsuda. Was it Matsuda last night? And then it must have been yeah. Arshak the night before. They're, they're so sneaky. There, right? they're, they're sneaky on the racetrack and... In the auctions too, <laughs> yeah. I, so I, there I was are. Looking at my lot.
0: notes, and then I came back to the main screen, and there's Dak. Like, bring me in on this. I got updates, <laughs> so I was kind of slow of seeing his message. So, wel- <laughs> welcome, Dak, and uh, please provide the updates for the More Spooktacular.
1: So, Dak, yeah. can we get a better time on these auctions? If I wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning one more night, my wife is going to toss me out. <laughs> I'm going to be living in my Upland house in Hyde Park.
2: <laughs> I am not managing the auctions uh, for the servers. So we did it in three different servers. We did it in uh, Board Uplander Club. We're doing it in Creedmoor. And then the last three or last four will be in URL. And that's an update. So this is one of the old posters. Um, we actually, after our legal review, realized that technically uh, the raffle, because of the way it, it works, would be considered gambling, which is not allowed. And so while we, there was a big conversation around what can we do, how should we do it, and so this is all part of the learning process, so we have removed the raffle option And so now all 12 seats will be auctioned like they were last year. Um, And that's why the prizes weren't there uh, too stupid, because we were going to surprise people with raffling them as part of the tickets that they had. But since we can't do a raffle because it might be considered gambling, We, we have to pull the whole thing. Uh, so we're going to try to figure out how to do something like that in the future. But for now, we're just going to keep it simple. We're going to do the 12 auction, you know, the 12 seat auction. We know that works. We'll redo the price puzzle and incorporate the two extra prizes into it. So it just got better for the, for the auction, uh, price, uh, price pool. So good stuff. Cool. Cool. But it is part of the whole learning process, you know, um, Last year, we, we learned a lot about certain things, and we had a lot of stuff squared away for this year. This year, we tried something new with the raffle and learned that that was not going to be a good idea. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's interesting, though, because, I mean, I, even for charity, I mean, that's... Yeah, yeah that. so
2: there's a big difference between door prizes and raffles, and if you're doing a raffle and there's a legal definition of what a raffle is and so forth, a nonprofit has to have a license in the state to be able to register for the raffle event, which is a gambling event. Oh. And, and if you start dealing with a metaverse where there is no set state, how do you deal with that, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So there are ways, like a door prize is allowed, right? So if someone, like, for example, in URL, we have nfts now we're not selling the nfts as a raffle ticket we're selling the nfts as vip access now through that vip access you can come in and you know we'll do door prizes kind of things where we'll raffle off a prize just for people who have membership kind of thing right that's not gambling that is just anyone is a is it's open to anyone who has a who has a pass and we gave away the nfts that's the other part is when you sell the nFT even if it's a recommended uh donation or whatever it is, that's when it starts to get into the whole gambling crossing over into gambling so this uh Shaq brought it to to everyone's attention, and she's like, "Oh, we need to work through this and and in the end we we tried different ideas, we talked about different options, and we just decided keep it simple, avoid any complications, and uh, make sure that we don't we don't look bad with upland kind oh, of thing
1: absolutely. Yeah. Could you have made the raffle tickets NFTs? They are NFTs. Oh, they're, okay.
2: Yeah, so Joe Lives and Fourth Wall uh, Digital had created these really cool NFT tickets. Uh, they were pretty awesome, uh, and so we wanted to use them. And it's just, you know, with the race pretty much happening next week, there just wasn't enough time to kind of work through all of the different gotchas.
0: Yeah, gotcha. Makes sense.
2: <laughs> so... In a way, I guess it's good that you have this, but this is definitely not the right flyer. We'll get you a new flyer.
0: (laughs) All right. Shaq said they'll reimburse anybody that bought a raffle ticket.
2: Yep. Yep.
3: It's it's fun stuff.
2: Hey, we're all learning together, right? All
3: right. That That is is the first turns. Yep. Actually, with
0: you here, let's talk. We'll, We'll go to the... Next slide. The stock car exclusive sales. So now we're doing ra- uh, we're doing races eight and nine. Um, you're excited for this there, deck What's this? The stock car. Comp- nah. <laughs> <or is> it- <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm kidding. I'm I'm kidding. like, what? Uh, hey, no, I am very excited. Wait. Wow, I didn't know. Oh, are you thanking me later? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Okay, well, on on that note, um, (laughs) no, I I am very excited. Um, So I had good luck in race seven. I was able to pick up a race eight, and then my usual luck came back, and so I have no race nine, no. And uh, Chef has a race nine, but no race eight, so he's trying to get his hands on some race eight things. Actually, he got one today, so he's good. So I got race eight. He's got race eight. I don't have any race nine yet. I'm still working on trying to get that, but yes, I'm excited about these. Uh, I don't know if people have been seeing the prices on them, you know, on the secondaries. I don't know if people are buying them or not buying them, but I mean, they're, they're, it's, it's not a bad deal for a hundred bucks.
0: No, not at all. And you know, being a collector, I'd love to have it, but I know, you know, getting you guys, even, even just one of the tester cars last week that that made me super happy. So.
2: Well, we're glad you had the luck because I know Matt <laughs> Chef is still a little burnt that, you know, he's never he's never been able to mint a car.
3: Oh, wow. my gosh. Really?
2: Never. None of the cars. None of the MV motor cars. None of the stock cars. No car wow. has he been able to mint. He's that's bought crazy. them all on secondary.
0: Ah, that's rough.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, ahead, that – no, that – I mean – I feel bad. I won't say my, (laughs) what I've been able to do. (laughs) Uh, But so you got one of the practice cars or is that what it's called? Uh, Trainers. 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 So uh, I've seen a few people. Have you been able to race them yet?
0: I don't know. I sold it. uh, You know, MassChef let me hold his pass to get, you know, help him and I got it. So I just sold that to them at cost because that that was the agreement, you know, because he, he was had, very he nice. Pa- he had two passes and, you know, you needed a pass for the snapshot. Multiple passes didn't or multiple mementos didn't give you a better odds in the snapshots. I didn't have one. So I said, yeah, I'll uh I'll hold one for you guys. And actually, I was able to get a car. I was number 36. So I was like, wow. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and you know, you, you kind of mentioned this before too stupid, you know, about how like community can come together to help each other kind of succeed. And that was a great example of, you know, you just giving back to the community and helping out the community. So I I know I appreciate it. Matt chef was so ecstatic to get a car.
0: <laughs> I was just sad that it was a tester. I wanted something cool for you guys.
2: Well, what we're looking for is the competition ones. Yeah. I mean, that's really, those are, those are the ones that, uh, and, and they're going for about 400 and, you know, between 400 and 500 bucks.
0: That's Shoot. not bad, though. In my no. opinion, that's not bad.
2: It it's, makes it the second most expensive car to race in URL, S1R being the most expensive.
3: Right. What are the S1Rs going for on the dollar side? Two or 3000 or are they used to at least did they come they down
2: they used to No, they dropped down to anywhere between 700 and 900
0: okay Oof. okay
1: what are the semis going for right now
2: i haven't seen semis for sale i know uh Mass chef has been able to i mean he's a wheel and dealer and i think that the he was able to get some semis for really good prices flipping them for 800 oh wow nice Semis are still expensive because people yeah. are betting
1: on transportation. Yeah. That's one of I, the few vehicles I don't have is the semi.
3: Well, I'm sure we're going to – okay, yep, yeah, that's what I was about to – I was going to say the racing with stakes today was pretty darn cool. Yeah,
0: I know SC <laughs> kicker, uh, you're in the URL and Dak, you run the – Co-founder of it. What do you guys think? The racing with stakes. How'd you like this announcement?
3: So we actually did some uh, some races live uh, earlier today. Actually, we versed uh, Dak uh, Laban and Maui as as well, and we put up we all put up a thousand upicks on the track. We did um, we did Castle Run actually, Mm -hmm. and we did Kingdom Speedways. I think. Yep. Uh, And. It well, some people got glitched out. I don't know if that's there were so many people racing. As soon as this came out, there was there was a, just a ton of races. So I don't know if that was you know crashing the server or whatever. But um, I I was able to race both times. I know SC Kicker, you got you got. Kicked I got out glitched twice. out
1: twice, but I still took third place somehow.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Last race, at least I got half of my upix back. Um,
3: it, looks like it looks like five percent. Otto. Yeah, it looks like 5% goes to the the Speedway owners, which, uh, mm-hmm. I, man, I think that's pretty killer, and uh, yeah. I think another 5% goes to Upland, if I'm not mistaken, and then... I uh, think so. Yep, and I, I was really happy with it, and as soon as a couple of glitches get figured out, we had a... The one problem we had today was, like, uh, if you make a public race, you can't see what cars are in there, so... You don't know if you're going to jump in there with fours or one E's or one R's. Hmm. And so that was, that was an issue.
2: Yeah. So there's a couple of things and, and I was talking to X one about this because, you know, he, he was very excited about the announcement he's like, what do you think? What do you think? And, um, and so I was processing it and there's a couple of things. One, I said, I think this is really going to help street races. So I think street races are really going to become very popular, and I think that servers that do one-off street race-type models, uh, so Tolton, ULUGT, Ace Racing, and so forth, I think they're going to actually get a little more popular because people will be able to come in and do fast races. And as uh, KO Ninja mentioned, because you can't control a public race in terms of what cars come in, the race lobbies become really important in being able to kind of just control what kind of cars. Cause I mean, if not, you know, you come in with an S1R, you're going to beat everyone and you're going to be taking everyone's money all the time. Yeah. Right. And so un- until Upland kind of does a classification kind of model where you can't just put any car in, um, the race lobbies are going to be an extremely important part of the stake, uh, racing stakes, uh, models. For one of, one of the things I told X1, though, was that for URL, we won't be able to use it. it. It's it's not containerization for price pool management. And so that was, so I'm excited about what it's doing. A lot of people racing, a lot of people very excited. Uh, you guys talked about, you know, what is this going to do to the cost of cars, right? You know, it's going to, you know, will it drive the price of cars up and so forth? So I think that there's a lot of, positives to it and it's one of the first steps in monetizing the meta venture tracks i know that there's other plans for monetizing uh the tracks so uh it's good to see that so there is a lot of value but for url for example you know we don't just do entry fees we have sponsorship fees and and all of these other elements that kind of come in and you can't manage all that through this so it's a good first step but it's not good for like leagues and league management, it really is a street race, you know, one-off kind of thing.
0: Yeah, the Menor Ventures makes AKA the Goldsmiths racing for stakes with mixed cars seems silly. It's some racers accepting a handicap and others getting a huge advantage by racing top-tier cars. So,
3: yeah. So hey, yeah, I, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Kale. Go ahead. Go ahead, Kale. Uh I I did – as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh my gosh, is this up and running? So I jumped in there, at, and I there was like 10 races you know, going on, and I just clicked one with my 1E, and I was racing against a bunch of twos, and I took everybody's up. <laughs> I, I, I was like – I did only did that once because then I was like, oh, crap. Uh, you know, I didn't realize that that would happen. Uh,
2: but the thing I, is, if you don't bring your best car, everyone else will bring their best car, and so like – to you sit back and just say, well, I want to be the nice guy and not try to race, you know, in my 1E or 1R when uh, other people are racing in a 4, you know, a standard 4? But if you bring the standard 4, you'll be racing the 1Es, the 2Rs, things like that. So uh, they, they need to fix it, but I think the solution is go to servers like uh, Tolton, like ULU GT, like uh, Ace Racing like URL, and, you know, do racing uh, through race lobbies on Discord. It it sucks for people who don't have Discord and can't, you know, can't use that functionality. But, I mean, you know, right now, until they put the functionality into Upland, that I think is going to be the best solution for mixed racing.
0: And I know... Upland does a good job of when they roll something out, they listen to the community. They listen to the content creators and take the feedback. I don't Mm -hmm. know how long it will take them to change it, but hopefully there will be the ability of when you create a race and first staking that you have the ability to say, this is, you know, this style car racist style car. And, And because if you're not bringing your best car, that's on you. And if you're feeling bad about taking other people's money, then you shouldn't even be racing with stakes. So <laughs> <laughs> there
2: you go. That's a good point. And, yeah. and I think that, um, one of the other things too, that I think is going to happen is, uh, um, you're right. Upland is pretty good at listening. Um, but I think what's also going to be interesting is when people are losing their upicks because they, you know, they came in with their four e thinking they were going to be great, and someone comes in in one R and takes all their money, and everyone or and they start betting real money like twenty thousand, thirty thousand, fifty thousand upicks, and they're coming in with their two R thinking they're going to win some good upicks, and someone comes in with a one R and takes everyone's money. There's there's gonna there's gonna be some uh, uh, people upset.
1: Yeah, it'll leave a sour taste for sure.
3: So I thought it was, I thought it was crazy. They just launched it with a hundred thousand upx cap. That's I that's think a that's lot. Awesome. I think it's I, awesome. I <laughs> I, I did I too.
0: I'm a degenerate, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do I do think it's awesome because you can you can pick your poison. You know, if you feel that, and if you come rolling in with your semi and putting a hundred thousand up on the race, that's your own fault. But
2: Wait, semi will beat almost everything except an S. Yeah, S one R is probably the only one the semi won't beat. Really? Yeah, it's true. Semis are fast.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, until
2: they put the back on them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, semis are actually awesome to watch race. Okay. yeah,
0: Showing up fast. in your go-kart with 100,000. <laughs> <laughs> That's better. I, I just thought a semi was small. I've never, I don't have no, a semi. I haven't watched it's a
2: crazy. semi race,
1: but okay. It's crazy. Yeah, I, saw I, one. I love I it. it was on the Loaded Up Dan show. I saw someone racing one, and it smoked everybody.
0: But I, I think this... This is helping, you know, provide utility to the game. It's starting to get more people engaged. It can help drive a secondary market for the cars and maybe even help initial sales of cars. Um, So I think it's all good for the Upland community. Hopefully Upland makes the tweaks necessary in a fast duration and not let this kind of drag out. There's, you know, filtering of... Being able to find find a race in the lobby that suits your needs of your cars and being able to set up a race that, you know, this is the price, these are the cars that you should race, so nobody's losing their money.
2: I will just add again, when they put, not if, I think they it's when they put the functionality of picking the car, I still think that the Discord servers are going to be critical to racing because let's say you pick a 2R. Right as your cart to race, how many people are going to be actively looking for two R's and so forth? And so it's going to make it easier for these Discord servers that do the one-offs to actually manage the um, the the qualified racing, right? Like saying, okay, we're going to have all two R's racing now, so that you can actually get the six racers, so that you can have the nice size prize pool and so forth. Uh, if you're just a one R. Or if you're just a single person racing and you only get like one other person, it, it actually isn't like I was noticing if you do two race, you know, two person race, it's not that great. If you do a three person race, you're really kind of screwed. If you're going three, you need, you know, four or five or six. Yep. yep. So those, those Discord servers, I think, are really going to benefit from uh, stake, um, stake racing. Just yeah, my think, opinion.
3: No, I I agree. I think we'll you know in our Discord, I think we'll probably have like a little race uh, section, that, that way we can get start getting the same cars racing against each other and make it fair and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, for so. sure.
0: All right, Deck. What do you have for? We're through week seven of the Upland Racing League, coming into week eight. Very excited. What what do you have for us this week?
2: So you, you might know the sponsor.
0: Uh, I've heard or, of the guys. You've heard of them? <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So race number eight brought to you by the Upex podcast. (laughs) Um, And our leaderboard, uh, the top three with Matsuda R, Arshak, D, and Chef, Really close. TB is a dark horse that can come in and maybe do something. If uh, everybody keeps talking about trying to sabotage the MMVM motor team uh, cars, there's something about bananas. Don't ask, you know. Don't ask. But
0: but, but he, he's done. I mean, like your top three is locked in. Nobody can break the top three with the last race to go. But they're all so, within they're all within points of each other. So it's going to be a fun last week.
2: Right. And so the top three, pretty much, it's going to be one of these three is going to be the champion. Um, now you made it interesting, so that even if you are not going to be one of the champions, you still want to race hard. Because you, uh, the epics Podcast, uh, have provided prizes for first, second, and third.
0: That's right. So first place so, gets the Midnight Reaper. That is your huge, yeah. grim reaper. It stands a total of 6 meters, 18 feet. Looks pretty awesome on the map. <laughs> and it's second place. Everybody <laughs> wants one. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Um, second place is Coffin's Bony Secret. And third place is the... Harvest pillar. So definitely keeping that running. And actually, now that I have more, you know, when we started this that was there. So I'm actually going to add on top of that is we have the grave breaker for fourth place. And then we have the pumpkin pip squeak um for fifth place. So
2: I really like the pumpkin peep squeak. That one it sounded so cool when you were describing him. <laughs> also, uh the way it was described as the pumpkin pimp
0: squeak
2: (laughs) you got to do him now you got to create a pumpkin uh, pimp squeak
0: I and i didn't write i'll have to email the team and see if i can add a late variant to that model it's just dab it out like in a pimp suit so heck yes
1: heck yes a fur one of those fur scarf things yep
0: yeah
2: I'm, uh, so no, but that's cool, uh, and and Ko Ninja, I'm sure, is going to be very excited about it because he he's usually trying to finish in the third, fourth spot. Uh, usually, someone in MV and uh, the Mahoney Motors team finishes in the first or second. So,
3: hang on. Oh, I'm a little I'm a little sour from last week, uh, because I was beating R-Shack on the third lap. Uh huh. And I, I practiced so hard for that track. I knew it down to a T, and I was pretty sure I had them. I had them blocked. I was ready. I was locked and loaded. I was taking them down. I was so. And I left a very important meeting. I had to lie to get out of this meeting to go. Oh and no! So, oh no! So I was in Denver, Colorado, on a uh, on a business trip and a conference, and so I just you know made up this excuse to to leave an important meeting and uh (laughs) i had a friend with me he knew what i was doing he's like i can't believe you're leaving this meeting to go do an upland race this very important business (laughs) and so anyway i'm crushing the race and then i'm in first place on the last lap and taking down our shack i was so pumped and then we collided on the uh, i collided with mass chef actually and it sent my car backwards. It said I was going negative 600 600. miles an hour. (laughs) Uh, And I was, I would, I had to uh, refrain from yelling uh, (laughs) at this conference. (laughs) It was so funny, Uh, but
2: uh, it was actually pretty bad. Um, It, yeah, it actually has now been a clip where it's like the first major crash in racing in the upland. It was uh, so you're a part of history now, Ko. <laughs> I do I,
3: I do feel honored to be a part of the first uh, first crash. So I, I'll I'll take that. I'll that's the silver lining for me. So
2: yeah, and and so and we had to change the track, and everybody's like, "Wait, we haven't practiced this track." That you know. The racers actually practice so much these tracks before going into race week that uh, when you change it on them, that you know. But we picked one that was one from the one that we had raced before, and but it was the very first week, so people were like, "This was so long ago, like I know. You know, <laughs> like ten weeks ago." I,
0: I, I got mean- last. It went. The season went so fast. I mean, it was. It was like I'm like, dang. There's two weeks between race one and race two to everybody's schedule. I'm like, this season is going to take forever. And here we are on the eve of race number eight.
2: Yeah, it, I, I can't believe it's coming to an end. Um, I posted an announcement uh, in URL, kind of, kind of walking through some of the things that I could remember as kind of like the firsts. And there were so many firsts in the season, and it was actually just you know I know I talked to Max, and I'm like you know I think we can be proud of the season that we we were able to do quite a bit. It was you know the first season where players uh, were controlling their cars, and so we didn't know how that was going to work. It was the first season where we inc- incorporated the whole pole position kind of thing, and let me tell you, Ko was there in the in the race lobby. Um, along with Wolf Warner and and others that I'm sure are watching, Shacklin has been there. Um, the the race lobby mechanics that that really kind of had to evolve. There's a whole th- process to that. And then you know, first time we were on YouTube. First you know, first time uh, simulcasting to Upland Cafe, hosting the first uh, Upland Cafe kind of meetup with the stock car pro. It was. It's been a it's hard to believe that it's only been like a month and a half All
3: right yep yeah it's been a wonderful season uh i i've loved it i love being a part of it um it's just it's awesome to see it grow you guys are, you guys are doing a wonderful job
2: thank you and and you know it's the community it's the participants it's the sponsors like upix podcast uh, it's upland kind of embracing it and saying yeah racing is good let's do it Uh, So it's been really great to just kind of see it all come together. And when I was a nut for starting a racing league without even cars being out there to where we are today, it just feels good.
0: (laughs) I, I was one of the guys that was calling you crazy. I'm like, Dude, there's not even cars in the sky. He's got a racing league, and he wants you to make tracks. I go, this guy's smoking something. <laughs> I'll admit, when I was wrong, and I've sponsored both seasons, and I'm going to sponsor every season going forward. But at first, I thought you were kind of off your rocker.
3: He's smoking yeah. tires. That's what he's doing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and
2: then I guess the, that leads to what's next, right? Yeah. So we're going to finish this race this, uh, tomorrow. And that's the season. But then we have the spectacular the following Friday. And that brings us into November. And so in November, we're going to start an abbreviated uh, racing season because we don't have the manufactured go-karts yet. We only have the Genesis Week go-karts. So the Q4 race is going to be go-karts. Yeah. But it's only going to be a four-week go-kart race season.
0: If anyone needs a go kart, let me know. I will loan you out for the race. So if if you want to compete, I'll hook you up.
2: Well, there you go, and and so uh, and so that's going to be. And, but that also means that we're only going to have four four gold sponsor spots available. Mm, three. So three. Three. Sorry, three. Yes, three Two. gold sponsorships. <laughs> Two. Three. All right. See, they're already sold. They're already going. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's going to be, you know, I think it's going to be fun. And then, uh, Q1 2024, it gets real with the stock car pro competi- competition racing season. It's it. I'm looking forward to seeing stock cars racing.
0: Uh, I, I think you might be down to one cause rock rock Drigo's like how to sponsor you. <laughs> <laughs> So moving move quick.
2: Yeah. Wow. All I have to do is come on up podcast and say, I have sponsorships <laughs> and they'd be gone. Wow. All that. right. Thanks, man. <laughs>
3: uh, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. Now, are, how long is the Star car pro series going to go for?
2: So that one is probably going to be either eight or 10. And cause we want to make sure we finish it long before we start the Q2, which is the champions cup our S1R se- uh, season, uh, which w- uh, we'll do the live event in- at Genesis Week uh, like we did last year. That was just too much fun not to do it again. Right. And actually, X1 was like, oh, yeah, let's plan that one out this
0: year. Oh, absolutely.
3: Um, what, what if at Genesis Week the finale was done up on a big screen in, in front of everybody on, on, like, the stage? You know, so you had, like, the final final race, you know, with everybody sitting there watching up on a big screen. That would be pretty sweet.
1: That would be that good. Would be Last year was with everything going on at <laughs> Genesis week, there was so much going on. I almost missed it. If it wasn't for Dak, I would have missed the race.
0: I plan should make that happen. Yeah. Uh, there,
2: there's definitely interest in doing that. There's also, I mean, there, there there's going to be something.
0: Okay. Excited for that. Awesome. Nice. Awesome. awesome. So good luck to everybody tomorrow. Can't wait to see who wins it all. Can't wait for everybody to race hard to get these awesome map assets. Um,
2: yeah, and then the Creedmoor Halloween race spectacular with more awesome map assets.
3: <laughs> yes, and that's next Friday, right?
2: That's next Friday uh, at two p.m. versus one p.m. And so, and then we'll be uh, host, uh, telecasting that as well to the cafe.
0: Nice. So nice. be, before I let you go, Dak, just wanted to let you know the pumpkin pip squeak, not pimp, pip squeak.
2: <laughs> is, Look at him. He's like perfect to be set up with the, you know, and the Halloween colors fit so well.
0: Yeah. And also if you can't tell behind the grave breaker is another gravestone. Is he gone? That's the shadow of morning uh, gravestone out. So those will be in production nice. soon. Um, very excited I like that one. How these appalled. Did you whitelist that one? Uh I did not whitelist that one.
2: Okay, all right. These uh cuz I want that one.
0: Yeah, Pumpkin Pip Squeak. Is <laughs> it uh the Shadow of Morning and the OG Gravestone? They were all really, and uh and, and um Death Watching Over Me. That's this guy back over here. Um, those were all approved after I did the whitelist and I already knew that I had such a great response from the whitelist. People were like, this is dumb. This guy has all these mints available and everything's reserved. And I had to explain that, Hey, you know what? I said, (laughs) I'm happy that I got these ahead of, ahead of Halloween and the whitelist was great. So they gave me a production priority and I would love to have these out for everybody, but I'm working through it. It takes a while to make. And, you know, I have this season stuff that I'll continue to make throughout the year. And then I have stuff lined up for next Halloween already that I'll be producing. So it, it's going to be a fun time. I'm wanting Creed more. I'm really enjoying the Moore neighborhood, having fun there. So it's perpetual Halloween. I was going to say...
2: Uh, That crooked home seems very apropos for the uh, spooky Halloween (laughs) node.
0: Oh, yeah, that's on uh, 251st. Uh, street there in Queens in the the Bella Rose neighborhood and then I was able to pick up two properties in Creedmoor proper so I'll be decorating there and I also picked up a nice large 1200 up square property just northwest of Bella Rose so I'm going to put a shop right there so people don't have to travel far from the Creedmoor area to buy these awesome map assets to decorate the hood all year long
3: nice heck yeah that's awesome Yeah, I was able to – so 251st Street. Yeah. I got one on 239.
2: Okay. I actually – I picked up my reserved uh, assets today and dropped them on uh, Cross Island Parkway on the track. Oh, okay. The track that they're building.
0: Yeah, I I just – I love what – Toshak did on taking my concepts and making them reala- reality, and I love that Upland didn't deviate from what was really submitted, and I'm super excited for that.
1: Yeah, they turned awesome. out really awesome. They look great.
2: I can't believe you got away with a 20-foot-tall
0: <laughs> asset. 18-foot. Oh, and there's another one that will be approved here soon, so...
3: Oh <laughs> well, it's just it's just like the ones that I want to buy for my you know those big blow up ones that my wife won't let me buy. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm yes. still I'm still like a kid when I I'm like like oh come on can we get them, this one this year and uh, she's like oh heck no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Talking about map assets, I do want to say the Kaboom ones went, sold out in uh, Fresh Meadows
0: today. Nice congratulations! So oh, wow, that's, that's great. My, yeah so very nice
2: uh, and and the connection to it was shacklin and toss head and and toss shack uh productions you know they did the kaboom ones too so they're doing pretty good
0: absolutely um yeah and uh we're working on our christmas line now too so we got a christmas line coming that's i'm excited for that too
3: yeah that's uh, that's super cool. Dak, when's the next uh, Kaboom sale? Is there, and, and how many more are there? Or can you release that info?
2: So I have released it in the DMG and uh, the DM Gaming Discord for those that have joined. And it's going to be limited inventory, so the information is there.
3: Mm, I see. you yeah. <laughs> are you looking
1: for a swing set?
3: <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I've been trying to to sneak in and i just it hasn't worked out yet so i'm trying to trying to snag a few
1: today there
2: was uh two people srj86 everyone knows him uh he picked up three dino slides and a couple of other things and then um someone else bought like 10 of them uh 10 of the different uh assets it was like holy cow he loaded up Nice. I'm nice. hoping they do like uh, Howard Beach did, where they did they created like that playground and they put the gnomes in it and everything, and it's just it's so awesome. I don't know if yes. you've seen the image, the picture. It's just so
1: cool. That I did see that. that one. We, we have to decorate ours up still. We've got it placed on a pretty big piece of property, so we got to add to it. Yeah. Very nice.
0: All right, Dak. Thank you so much. Like it. Look forward to thank talking you. to you next week and seeing who won and giving us all the exciting other updates of the upland racing league.
2: Yeah, thanks. It's been fun. Thanks again for your support.
0: Yeah. All right, we'll talk soon. Good luck tomorrow to all the racers.
1: Have a good one, Deck. See Deck.
0: All right. Now what we have is Totems. I know we talked about it quickly uh at the beginning, but Totems pre-sale Starting tomorrow for chapter three, the panda and the shark. Shark and pandas. It's interesting. You know, at first you're like, oh, dragonfly and palm tree. And then it just, you know, it it continues to, you wonder about the pairing and and the thoughts behind the pairing. So.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it is interesting. Uh, I came across, it's interesting. Um. People are killing on the secondary market with this stuff. Uh, found someone in our node today has seventeen totems on on their property. What? Seventeen.
1: Wow, that's uh, crazy! Like whose property was is that Ocho's property? Uh,
3: it was, it was in the the Hyde Park. I was just looking at some stuff and I I counted them all up and yeah, I, mean, I,
0: mean, I mean, wow, that's.
3: I'm scared to have that many because I don't know how much work that's going to be.
0: Exactly that. That's exactly yeah. where I was going. Ko, I'm like, I, you don't even know that how could much. Be a lot of work.
1: work. Yeah. could be starving them, killing them, <laughs> and then you get no protein, right?
0: You, you're you're going to have to like set your alarms <laughs> to wake up in the middle of the night for optimum. <laughs>
3: yeah, I know, man. Uh, so, it, how hard do you think it's going to be to take care of these things? I I have literally no no idea
0: i i don't think it's going to be
3: that hard but i i think you're gonna have to check in once or twice a day yeah that's my that's my just gut feeling that's that uh, that's
0: it, if upland was smart they'd make it, it and that's that's what i'm intrigued about is it going to be set durations on upland time or is it how you initially start doing something and it's going to be based off of that so it works within your sleep cycle I've played some games where people set alarm clocks just to wake up in the middle of the night to take care of things in game, because that's when the timer runs out on stuff. So I'm intrigued to see how it's going to work. And I'm intrigued. I would figure two to three interactions a day with it, but we also know that each one of these have different characteristics and that determines a whole bunch of different things. So maybe the more common stuff, you know, is it the more common stuff you don't have to do as much with and the rarer stuff you have to do more with, or is it the other way around because since it's rarer, it's better and you don't have to interact as much. Like, there's so many variables in it that you, like, you're waiting for the information to drop.
3: Well, yeah. and then, like, my concern for those of, for those that are collecting so many, after, can you... So after all the totems are out, and then we start taking care of these things and earning protum and, and things like that, if you can you sell a totem then, and then will that person be able to earn the protum for this for selling the totem to someone else after everything has started? Ooh, because you, you might have bid off more than you could chew, and yeah. then okay, let me sell off a few, but maybe you can't earn protum if every, if you can't transfer. I, I'm not sure. I'm just speculating. Well,
0: I don't know the the only key there is if, if you do it in the middle of a life cycle. Yeah. And if it's in between life cycles, you know, no issues, you're in between life cycles. So next life cycle starts and you you do what you need to do, but it's the, what happens if you decide to do it mid life cycle, does it stop at, at player one? And then when player two picks up, they have to start nurturing it and they earn from that
3: point on. Hmm those were some questions I had I was like what if I get too many of these things you know what if what if three of them is too many what if two of them is too many and you want to sell one is it going to be sellable during the protom earning phase basically
0: yeah but I mean think about it all your protom going to be the stem token um, now that's Somebody that has 17. Holy crap. Hopefully they can manage.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more power to them if they a can. A lot of responsibility.
0: Yeah.
3: Hmm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting.
0: Hopefully they can manage that. All right. Next, we have the mini game competition. One will one win 1 million UPEx. That's kind of a little tongue twister there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Where did those ninjas
1: it, come from? What is that?
0: Yeah. It was interesting. A couple of people that I talked to and they've been working on some mini games and they're close to finishing up their development. So I do find it kind of coincidental that Upland says that, Hey, let's implement some mini games and you can win up to a million Upex.
3: Yeah. uh, I think this is cool. And the one million upix isn't massive, uh, in my in my opinion, for creating a, a mini a, a workable, you know, playable mini game. Uh, but a good point was brought up; it's either in another stream or in a chat, where you know these games could potentially earn the creators upix. You know, yeah. so so. That that made a lot of sense. So you get the one million upix bonus, but then this is gonna be, you know, potential upix earners for the for the creators. Which is cool.
0: Yeah. Now the interesting part was it says a pre developed open source game is allowed. So I, I'm intrigued of what people will do with something like that.
3: Yeah, there was a, there's a new um channel in the upland server for just for this and uh, i actually popped in there today and just was reading what was going on and there's there's a ton of people there's a ton of stuff going on lots of ideas lots of people already working um so it's going to be i think it's going to be a tough competition actually i think there's gonna be a lot of options out there
0: oh absolutely and just because you don't win doesn't mean upland's not going to include you in in Upland. So just because you don't win doesn't mean you're going to be left in the dark with your game because Upland needs these type of mini game competitions. And really if you have, if you're able to develop one of these games and have, you know, the range of, you know, if you can stake like in racing, that can be lucrative for the game developer in the Upex realm. So a lot of potential here. A lot of possibilities.
3: Yeah, I I think just like the – exactly like the racing. I mean how – there's going to be so many people much more excited to race now, although you got to be careful just jumping into any random race. But, um, no, I I think it's going to create excitement and keep people in Upland longer and more involved. So I think it's a good thing.
0: And that's the important thing is the utility, actually being able to do something in Upland. Besides, and at the heart of it, it is a buying, selling, trading, flipping game. But then you have the layer two, we have our race speedways. Now we're going to get the mini games going on. Excited for these developments.
1: Yeah, it would be cool to see what comes out of that.
0: Yeah. Um, they did update the ability to create content they're streamlining the process and there's new it's supposed to be easier looking forward to seeing how that works for all the developers really wanted to touch on the spark week sale iowa it's been a while since we had spark week you had a lot of people hanging on waiting to do their you know ceremony to the next higher tier for weeks now and there were speculations in all the servers like why isn't there a spark week what's going on we have the big announcement about sparklet so it makes sense and i was expecting a uh, smart spark to be high demand and sure enough you know when i logged in to see purchasing i was way back on a handful of them but then they didn't sell a lot of people just registered but didn't purchase. I was surprised by that. What did you guys think?
1: I thought it was going to go a lot quicker just because it's been so long. And with all the new stuff coming and you know, the new recent announcements, I thought it was going to sell out pretty quick, actually. So I was surprised as well.
3: Uh, I'm actually not surprised that, that it didn't sell out. Um, I think people are grinding at treasure hunts right now, accumulating as much as they as much as they can. Um, uh, I know that's, I know I've been doing that. Um, I, I think a lot of the players that are big into spark have made their investment, you know, as far as like financially, you know, with, with spark. I know when I first started playing, I have, uh, I definitely have some, some, you know, us dollar investment into spark. Um, I haven't in quite a while. Uh, I've been, I've just been earning it, uh, through treasure hunts. um, so I wasn't I wasn't too crazy shocked to to not see it sell out too quickly. So um, I think a lot of people are curious about how Sparklet's going to go and how it's going to do on the market, and maybe just playing a little more of a of a patient game. I know that's kind of how my head was, where I've, I'm accumulating Spark every week, you know, through treasure hunts and and the uh, check in bonus, and you know, I, I, but I also have a good chunk already, you know. So I might be thinking differently if I was didn't have uh enough but just i'm i'm curious to see how the the whole sparklet i want to keep accumulating as much as i possibly can uh but i am curious and going to be patient before i go buy more i think to see how it reacts on the market
0: and i think what a lot of people were looking forward to was the sparked up treasure hunting that did not happen
3: yeah that was interesting uh do you think this will be the last spark week
0: no I don't. I think there'll be more. I think there was a pause in Spark Week just based off of Upland putting together the sparklet package. And, you know, they were just trying to figure everything out and wanted to get all those... Details in place, get the vote out there and go through the vote before actually moving forward with Spark Week sales because what was offered wasn't any different. The only thing missing this week was the Spark Up rewards. You were still able to level up and get your Spark bonuses for that. You were still able to purchase purchase Spark, but you weren't able to get the Sparked Up treasure rewards and treasure hunting.
3: I wasn't too crazy upset over the treasure hunting because I never did the competitive ones because I sucked at them. Uh, <laughs> I, I I just I I quit after a few months of trying and and uh, just stick with the standards. So I I kind of just stopped with those. But I know a lot of people are.
0: So pretty... what what do you earn a week
3: in your standard treasure hunting with Spark
0: uh, on average?
3: Um, on average, I would say uh, hunting uh point one a week. Okay. That's pretty you know, solid. Uh, I know like uh, some, I mean, some weeks it's less, some weeks it's more, but I would say that's probably the, the average.
0: Okay.
3: So, and, and sometimes I, you know, on the weekend, if I have half an hour to kill, you know, I've got my standard hunt time down to about 90 seconds. Um, so, you know, I can sit down and knock out 20 hunts pretty quick and usually get a spark chest in there on the weekends. Weekdays, maybe I have time for, five or ten, you know, here and there uh, just to just – to, you know, sometimes you're standing in line at the grocery store and you can knock out one in 90 seconds if there's four people ahead of you. So, Right. Yeah, I just, I just sneak them in every once in a while. So, Get A red light, stuff like that, right? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Hunt responsibly. <laughs> Hunt responsibly.
0: Oh, this is back at it. There we go. Love it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> were those ninjas down there the whole time no
1: i just saw them like five five minutes ago i saw them pop up i was like, where did those come from oh there we go there's some spooktacular stuff too
0: dizzy backstage having fun oh dizzy's doing that yeah,
1: uh, yeah. okay
0: we, we gave them administrator access years ago so
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, i like the ninjas
1: yeah they look pretty cool
0: he gets a he gets a couple of extra pri- privileges back there, <laughs> yeah, but I do appreciate you guys uh, joining me to fill in for thanks me thank me later. His mom popped into town, so it was he's uh, like ah, two weeks in a row. I'm like, it's good, man, it's good to hang out with your mom, and uh, you'll be back. I I go, we've been putting in work for over three years, so I get it.
3: <laughs> uh, you get got tons of people to support and and step in when needed so yeah yeah i'm not replacing you but i got plenty of people that can help out
1: but if you go three weeks mm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) well i already told him that if if he has something pops up next week i got dizzy lined up just in case and he's like what and i said oh yeah (laughs) i'm like look it's starting to be a pattern he goes i'm not quitting i go i know you're not quitting on me it's all good brother (laughs) nothing but love but yeah,
3: so I, I think a surprise Dizzy appearance would be fun. Oh, that would yeah. be fun. Yeah.
1: So. <laughs> I think I've seen Dizzy on since the, is it the anniversary show? I think popped so. popped in there. It, yeah.
0: I think that was the last time we had him on. Oh, good, good point, Lowell Mark. I, I forgot to talk about that. $25 for .5 Spark. Well, it was actually $29.99 for, or no. Yeah, $29.99 was the price. I think so or no 0.5 spark was it's 0.05 0.05 because 0.5 spark was 239.99 yeah, yeah. so say that was more expensive yeah. than that and then uh 0.05 was 29.99 and i get that i i get that the more you buy the cheaper it should be but then make equal quantities available because there's people I, so it didn't happen this sale but there were previous sales where people were like, I want to buy a spark. I want to buy one spark for $460, but they don't have that option, so they have to piecemeal it. And it costs a lot more. And I get make it available, but at least kind of even it out. Just don't limit it. You know, make 300 spark available if you're, but if you do think about it, you know, the point, the point oh one spark at 300 is three sparks. So, you know, there's, I get it. I don't know how I feel. I go back and forth about it as you add up the total available at each level and the price that it costs and the conversion rate and all that. But it's, you got people that are looking to acquire a lot of spark. You got people that can barely afford any spark, but they know the importance of spark that's going to be in the future. I mean, just think about it. The up, the up spark exchange was at $5 a spark hour or five up a spark hour, just like two months ago and you're already pushing eight and and it's moving up up. and it's going to continue to move up. And I remember when it was a lot higher and everybody was crying as it was going down, but now we're on the rebound and I'm like, not yet, not yet. There's still things I want to build super cheap.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. I just got, uh, I just got something sparked up and I was taking advantage of the low prices before, before they shoot back up.
0: Yeah, I got I got showrooms. I'm expanding. I, I'm setting things up to expand as, you know, getting my spark, getting the showrooms out across the way, buying properties, and, and having all that fun.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Now, what is
0: behind you, SC Kicker? I've been trying to figure it out all show. It's like tiny, tiny writing.
1: <laughs> oh, It's uh, the Hyde Park Roadmap back there. Oh, okay. And then um, some inspirational stuff there. And then uh, just a calendar for October. That's it.
0: Oh, awesome. My fancy,
1: (laughs) fancy cave back here.
0: Ah, I appreciate it. Safrith. bill for free. Thank you, brother. (laughs) Absolutely, Drifter. Take advantage of the low prices now. And though Mark's made 1.7 spark in hunting, Yes. Yep. So once, once you yep. got to fill your cars, you know, your buildings, then it's going to be burnable to create legit. You're going to be able to create legits. Uh, you're going to be able to stake your spark in factories to help people create your structure ornaments, your map assets and all that. It's, it's for, for as many of people that complain to how hard it crashed, it's going to flip back around on us.
3: Yeah. We were talking about earlier on, on stream, how like I, the people that are preparing and building uh, are going to be rewarded. I, I believe because it's. I think it's going to happen quick, and then it's going to be hard to play catch up versus the people that are preparing for that. That whenever it is, and that's the thing you don't know when. You don't like when things are going to be released, and I have a feeling though it's going to be a snowball effect fairly quickly.
0: Oh, absolutely. So if if you have the ability, <clears throat> start doing it now
3: yeah definitely All
0: right, you guys have uh anything else you want to talk about before we get out
3: of here for the week? Chew. I think that was about about everything i'm uh I came straight from kicking and punching and screaming and
1: uh yeah same here. My
3: wife has got dinner waiting on me and uh so I think I think I'm about to get cranky if I don't get my dinner so <laughs> <laughs> awesome what about you MC kicker?
1: Uh, Yeah, the same thing. I gotta get something to eat here and just kind of wind down. Same thing. I got out from kicking and punching, and then uh, yeah, just ready to relax, Uh, relax. So yeah, we're ready. Uh, Good luck to uh, Ko tomorrow on the race, and uh, too stupid as well. I know you're a sponsor for this race, so
0: yeah, yeah, go win yourself a Midnight Reaper.
3: I
1: know. I need to. Yeah, you need to do that. I wish I was in the race so I had a chance.
3: Well, unfortunately the best I can do is beat TB uh and go from 5th to 4th, which I will still be trying to do. No, but if you finish
0: uh, first overall in the race, you get the Midnight Reaper. It's not it's not the series, it's just the race
3: winner. Yeah,
0: for that race.
3: I did not catch that earlier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Game on game on tomorrow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so so that
0: first second third fourth fifth that I laid out, that's for the race winner. It's not for the season winner. It's just for the it, it makes it makes it competitive the last race the people that you know the top three were locked in but i even talked about it earlier on just uh just to have fun as they were being released i'm like i want to give some of those away for the race that we're sponsoring and then i have more i'm like yeah absolutely let's do this so you know it it gives a little more incentive for the racers
3: tomorrow it does it absolutely does okay i did not realize that little uh that little caveat right there so crypto
0: worm in the house what's up brother how you doing, man? The only way to increase floor prices would be to limit releases and add utility to the properties available. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. All right. Thank you two so much for uh stepping in, helping me out this week. Really appreciate it. Always enjoy having you guys on. Make sure and make sure you guys check out their series, uh, Upland for Dummies. I'm loving it. They're doing a nice job there, breaking it down in nice short videos for everybody. So Even though you know how to play, just go watch it. Help support them. Get their views up. Give their likes up. Get their subscriptions up. Definitely go for it. Help these guys out. Really appreciate it. Until next week, everybody be safe, have fun, and we'll see you out there in the metaverse.
2: The August Podcast with the property expert if it's happening in our it's the place you want to check first with your host too stupid to win and thank me later bringing the strategy news and cool charts with all the data this is off land where the metaverse goes down genesis and fran rio and all around don't miss a week you never know what they'll say next it's an off property that's baby upx